My entire life, I've always known about the scene in Teen Wolf at the end of the movie where the guy is jumping on the bleachers right after Scott Howard and his father embrace. And you can see what looks like a guy's wang hanging out. And yeah. then he quickly covers it up. And then when I went to research this, we pulled up family guy clips and like, and people talked about this forever and then they start showing it. And then there's an actual guy who said, who was an extra on the movie, Chris Haggerty. Yeah. Who got on radio talk shows and podcasts and said, yeah, it was me. And here's what happened. Except he's a liar. Yep. And it was a woman and they showed the full uncut clip where you can see that it's a woman, not a man in the red sweater. And the woman's like, yeah, back then jeans were so tight. You would have to like loosen them just to be able to breathe. And that's all it was. Yeah. There's no weighing in this movie. Nope. Unbelievable. I know. Mind blown. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few. Then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakoshane, darling, Dakoshane. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, today's a big day. We're talking about Huge Teen, day. We're talking about Teen Wolf. So you got to make sure you go to Sonic Loans. You got to get your mortgage from them. And whatever money you have left over, which will be quite a bit, let it all ride on the Beavers. I got a good feeling they're going to win the game against the Dragons. Yeah. Sonic Loans is going to get you the best mortgage rate. But more important than that, you need a friend. Sonic Loans is going to make sure your rate is right. The fees are low. They're going to walk you through the process. And when you have that refire, when you have that new loan, you're going to feel like a winner. You're not going to feel like some loser who needs to turn into a werewolf just to get the girl. So you got to make sure you reach out to Sonic Loans today. Let them know the Buzz in the Tower sent you, and they're going to take care of you, get you into the loan you want. Ask or, for or the boost. <laughs> Don't ask for that. And uh, enjoy the loan experience as much as we enjoy talking about Team Wolf. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com. For a free consultation, call 248-595-0001. 
there's a lot of legal ramifications for yeah. having a wild animal. This isn't like uh, Airbud. This is a dangerous version of Airbud. You got to make sure that you have a good attorney because if, if I was on that Dragons team and I'm working my butt off and I put a good squad together and it comes to the season and all of a sudden some team has brought in a werewolf and they're just kicking our butt, class action lawsuit. I wouldn't yeah. think twice about it. If I was Boof's parents, I'd sue for being named Boof. Yeah, well, that's Boof. <laughs> so funny. My name is Boof, and I want justice. There you go. <laughs> you got me. Got to pull together, Mo. Got to pull together. Finish the Just ad. let it go. Finish the ad. Reach out to Bolton Legal Group. Ian and his team are standing by ready to win your case. Tell them the buzz in the tower sent you, and get ready to win in the end. Today's episode... Teen Wolf. There's absolutely no doubt that Back to the Future is one of the most beloved films of all time. 40 years after its release, it still is considered one of the most perfect films ever made. It solidified the careers of Bob Zemeckis, Michael J. Fox. There's absolutely no doubt that Back to the Future is one of the most beloved films of all time. 40 years after its release, it is still considered one of the most perfect films ever made. It solidified the careers of Bob Zemeckis and Michael J. Fox and was another production notch in the belt for Steven Spielberg. Leah Thompson, Christopher Lloyd, so many people owe so much to a movie about a time-traveling DeLorean. But let me be clear, no one, and I mean no one, appreciates Back to the Future more than everyone involved with the making of the 1985 film Teen Wolf. Released a little over a month after Back to the Future, This $4 million budget film rode the Marty McFly wave all the way to the bank, bringing in almost $80 million worldwide. People wanted more Michael J. Fox, and Scott Howard was more than willing to oblige. Today on Buzz in the Tower, we'll talk about 80s Twilight, a.k.a. Teen Wolf. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the dragons to my beavers, Max Sanders. And with that... Give me... A keg of beer. And these. Oh! Say the word. Say it. Wolf. Yeah. The wolf of Wall Street. What happened? Did, so, did someone hit you in the head with a brick when you said wolf when you I were young? I don't know why I always say wolf. Yeah. I don't, wolf. I, the L is hard for wolf. 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 <laughs> It's been a long day. Yeah. Wolf. Yeah. Teen Wolf is a special one, Max. This is one of your favorites. I love this movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> Rewatching it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I kind of know why. I, you know, I'm just intoxicated by Michael J. Fox. Like, I love everything he's in. Well, no, I think it's like the Police Academy, Mannequin, the kind of the Weekend at Bernie's. It's like you can laugh at it how 80s and ridiculous Poorly done comedy. Yeah. Yeah. You just named like Porky's death row. Porky's is way different. Porky's is like, like very heavily satirical. There's both. There's Wolf's and both. There's Lassie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> good. Max, I'm, oh, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm buzzing the tower. Ooh. We like to howl. We like to howl our way into your hearts. Max, it's nine o'clock at night. I don't have a lot in me. You're going to have to take it down a notch. Shouldn't I take it up a notch? Because you're not going to be at the right notches. But you don't have what it takes to bring it up a notch. I can lead this show. <laughs> Done. No, go. No. Go. It's all yours. Go. Movie. Wolf. Michael Fox. Fox equals wolf? Question mark. <laughs> 
I, I really, I wish people understood how, how sincere of an attempt that was. Yeah. That, that was legit. My brain short circuits. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower. If this is your first time listening to the show and you have not already, please subscribe, follow, leave a review, leave five stars. It helps us out, makes us feel good, helps us sleep at night. Warm in our If tempest. you're looking for more content, go to any social media platform and type in at Buzz in the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N, the tower. You'll find all types of cool stuff in particular on TikTok. If you want to up your game and support the show, money to pocket, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash buzz in the tower. Become a co-pilot for as little as $3 a month. We cap you at $10 a month if you want to go all the way to Maverick and you get you all go higher. People yeah. have we have a Viper level. One person. Yeah. Yeah. There's your dad. No, it wasn't. I'm it was kidding. I know. Nick Baldwin. He's a good dude. Yeah. I miss him. The Lincoln Hawk level. Yeah. Over the top. <laughs> Why? That's Nothing. what we called him. Nothing. That's what you called him. You That's what you, you, love that you name that. Did I can go I, back to that pod. I, yeah. Go back to the pod. I said, Vi- the I said Viper and you said, uh, no, he's Lincoln Hawk. He's you know, the, the last, the last three episodes I've made a heavy commitment to being nice to you. And I feel like today's the day that I fall off the wagon. Just do it. I'm in my veins right now. Like I want to choke you out. I can feel it. So at my job, I'm you. So it's nice to be like. You say that, but I don't know that at any point in your life, you're me. <laughs> Jesus. Just so we're clear. Uh, <laughs> that was jarring for you. I didn't mean in like the nice person way and care about your family. I mean like. No, ju- I don't want to be you anyways. In, in, yeah, I, trust me. The feeling is incredibly mutual. I, I know. My life's pretty easy. It's not. It's actually you're shrouded in anxiety nonstop from the minute you wake up until you go to bed. No, Lexapro. <laughs> Why be Alexa amateur when you can, you can be, be Alexa, Alexa pro. pro? This episode, I wrote to them and said I, I wanted to be a spokesperson. You should, you should tell them like Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Max's Anxiety, <laughs> which is brought to you by Alexa so Pro. So calming. It's great. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna pull it together. <laughs> I am not gonna spend an hour shredding you like I want to. We'll do a special shredder. You know, do you know what we should do? We Fresh should, Prince of Bel Air. We should do a spe- we should do a special Patreon episode that's literally just me digging into you for an hour. <laughs> Boom, roasted. Uh, I, I know a couple of patrons who would appreciate it. I know one patron who would Paul appreciate Kavanaugh Paul Kavanaugh would get Kavanaugh. naked and rub his nipples yeah, while you well, did that. Well, that's nothing that we should be saying. I mean, we've been doing this three years, and I've calmly explained to you where the line is, and you just don't understand it ever. What word did I be use nice that's inappropriate? Max. Be nice to Max. He's a good guy. Yeah. Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> so what makes this movie so special for you, Mo? That's a great, great question. Do you have no cards today, Max? <laughs> No, I don't. No, you certainly don't. Max, before we talk about any of that, I want to tell you that I appreciate you and I love you. And I'm glad to be here with you today. You're going to Vegas, so you might not I make it back. I'm going to Vegas so soon. That's so true. I'll be, uh, I'm out in Vegas if anybody happens to be in the area. I am out searching for... Nope, not gonna say it. <laughs> not gonna say it. For gambling yeah, no, wins. Nope, not, exactly. Drop a couple thousand dollars on the lines. You're going to eat like a nice fancy steak? No, sushi. If I blow money on food, it's sushi. Oh, really? Go to Hakkasan. Yeah. Our buddy Darren's going to be out there with me. So that'll be an interesting trip in and of itself. He's nuts. He is also friends with Pauly Shore. So hopefully we can all hang out. Did you talk to him about that? Uh, he I'm knows like, I'm coming in. Yeah. But I, don't, does he... I don't know if Pauly Shore knows I'm coming in, but Darren knows I'm coming in. Yeah. Are we going to talk about this movie? We should talk about this movie. Max. I, yeah. Are we ready to hop into it? Let's do it. Okay. So the thing that you should know about Teen Wolf before we go too far is that what I said in the intro is a very accurate depiction of why this movie was successful. And let me be very specific. I like this movie. It's a fun watch. It never should have made $80 million worldwide. No, but you're obsessed with it. I am obsessed with it. But but now having done research on it, it becomes very evident why. Michael J. Fox, on the heels of Family Ties, on the heels of Back to the Future being a smashing success. Keep in mind that when Teen Wolf came out, it beat every single movie in the theater except one movie. Do you know the one movie it didn't beat? Back to the Future. 
eight weeks later, yeah. which was still the number one movie in the theaters. For 12 weeks, I remember. It's incredible, yeah. incredible. Everyone and their mother wanted more Michael J. Fox. In fact, I believe they moved the slot that Family Ties was to like prime time because they knew that they could, it went from being like 50th to like second ranked show. Interesting. Because of all, I mean, the, the, the some of the notes on this were, when they first started filming Teen Wolf, which, by the way, took all of, like, three weeks to film. 21 days. Yeah. That is literally the definition of three weeks. Seven days a week, seven times three, 21. I was just spelling it out for our, mathemat- for our, for our mathematically uninclined. Shh, relax, Mo. Relax. Yeah, who? Relax. Like, yeah. It's going to be all right. You're going to be okay. We're talking about Teen Wolf. Like, this is, you can't mess this up. I don't know why. I am. I just, like, do you, know, do you know how I feel right now? Legit. I can give you the best example. Uh, Rob Cordry. In Step Brothers at the Catalina wine mixer. Pow, pow. That, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I, you did a great job, <laughs> but I just, your face, I just want to rearrange it. I just want to punch you in the face. That's Rob Corder, right? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. You know, he's in the military. Yeah. He was in the military. He's yeah. not currently. Yeah. Yeah. Hence, I thought he said is. Nope. Oh, said I, was. I misheard you. <laughs> All right. Pow, pow. Yeah. That's. Mm. I'm going to make you eat your own, you know what? No, 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 no. You've eaten uh, <laughs> international waters and such. All right, enough about Step Brothers, which, by the way, I would love to do an episode on Step Brothers, but it's not it's the 80s. 2000s. I, you're so excited about that. Uh, win in the end. So the success of this movie rode the coattail. Nobody thought it was going to be good. None no, of the, the, the director, the writers, nobody thought it was going to be good. It is arguably the worst sports filmed movie of all time. Like the actual sports that's happening. Michael J. Fox is what five five maybe not, not a basketball player. Yeah, yeah. No one is in this movie. No one. And like also no, not a single one of them was a teenager. Nope. Uh, there were twenty six to twenty seven. We'll yeah, get into that later. We'll get into that later. But no one could jump, and it was just very honky, very terrible basketball. It was just awful. It is. And in addition to being terrible, they replay the same pick and roll yeah 20 times <laughs> in the cut like it's all it's 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 horribly made it's, yeah. a, it's a terrible movie no like if the, i love it I'll, I'll take a bullet for it yeah the jersey that was worn by michael j fox the uh, beavers jersey with the adidas yeah. adidas was all over this they uh that must be nice i didn't have. notice that if you look in the all the teams they play well, all the teams the, i think they played the dragons and then there's another team that looks like the dragons but it says something different on the jersey but they're all adidas that jersey was sold at the Dyna Collection in Beverly Hills Pawn Shop for $30,000. So would, when did you buy it? I, exactly. <laughs> I'd make a move on that. I would. You know what's funny? They said, they're not sure if it's coincidence or not, but Michael J. Fox wears number 42, and they're thinking, like, is he the Jackie Robinson of werewolves? <laughs> I read that, and, like, I found that to be so offensive. I don't get offended by anything, but it's even, like, considered a co-op Jackie Robinson. Oh, I know. We should, we should definitely call Bruce, who's like the Jackie Robinson expert. He wouldn't want to be a part of that conversation no? at all. No. Scott Howard, Michael J. Fox. The house that they lived in was located on the same- Are we same... doing facts? You didn't tell me what- I should tell you what the movie's about. <laughs> yeah. I want to get out of this episode, Max. I just I want to punch <laughs> you like in the face We're like five so minutes in. Know. All right. All right. All right. You're right. I don't know. I am just cranky. I don't know what my deal yeah, is Yeah. This is the movie. This is a for you episode. It is. It is. Well, you brought it up because you wanted to try to make me happy. Yeah. Because we're in a really- failing. We're in a really sick, unhealthy relationship. God. <laughs> You need to do some role play, spice this up. I don't want to do role play. Who would you want me to pretend to be? Anybody but you. Literally anybody but you. Pick someone. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mr. President. Uh, who, who are you right now? Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. She probably would be the best movie interviewer. Um, who would you want? Like, if you could pick your co-host. Seriously. I, like, I, I don't want to sound rude, but, like, literally anybody but you. 
Yeah, but who's the top of the list? Uh, let's see. No one is at the top of the list. Uh, someone from like the league or something. I'm like Rafi? No, he would be amazing. So he, Pocket he, Dogs? Yeah. He's well, got a podcast. Yeah. Now. How yeah, did yeah. this get made? He's great. Yeah. He is really funny. Yeah. You're funny too. You know what's funny? I, I'm getting all pissy. It has nothing to do with you. You're a great co-host. Like you let me do my thing and you chime in when you want to chime in. There's just something about your face. I just, I want to, papa. Really? Yeah. Something about I your face. I got a haircut. And the way you breathe. I do breathe And the way that you chew and noises you make. So my nose, one of my nostrils doesn't breathe properly, so I kind of mouth breathe a bunch. I love you today. I love you. I really do love you. I know. You're so tolerant of what a grumpy POS I am. Well, you run the ship, man. I try. It's a it's an ocean freight liner, and it takes a while to steer. This pod would be eight hours long every week if it was me, and we wouldn't talk about anything. Another Avocados. Avocados. Yay or no? Max, 1985. I didn't know about avocados, so I was like 18. I need you to take a deep breath. Okay. In 1985. Avocados. An an ordinary (laughs) high school student discovers that his family has an unusual pedigree when he finds himself turning into a werewolf. That is this movie. Now, as usual, there are more descriptive explanations of this film. For instance, this one. (laughs) You're going to go into (laughs) Meet Scott Howard, a struggling high school student with problems. He's got problems. He's got 99 problems, but being a werewolf isn't one. It is one. It is one. That's a great point. He is a lackluster. Ba- he's on a lackluster basketball team with a lame duck coach, which you argue is the greatest coach in all film history. He is having problems getting noticed by the prettiest girl in school, Pamela Wells. Pamela. Who, by the way, already has a boyfriend who's Mick. 27 Mick, years old. Mick McAllister. <laughs> but in the middle of it all, he feels an effect from a dog whistle, itches everywhere, and even discovers that his nails are long and sharp. And when he comes home from a party, he discovers his new problem. He is a half-human, half-wolf hybrid. He (laughs) he tries to keep this a secret, but during a basketball game, the secret comes out, and it helps Scott to turn his life around. The basketball team starts to become a winner. He gets the girl. (laughs) But then he realizes, Max, the lesson that we all learn, which is... You're the wolf inside. (laughs) Ill-gotten gains never satisfy an empty stomach. That's not true. My life is all about ill-gotten So it's so funny. This is legitimately... (laughs) If someone said, Mo. In a nutshell, what's the difference between you and Max? I would be like, I would turn back into Scott Howard. I just Max would ride out the wolf and yeah. die at 100%. Is that a good enough explanation yeah. of what this It's a very detailed, it's not, this film doesn't deserve any of this. <laughs> Max, what do, you, what do you say we get into some facts? Okay. Scott Howard, played by Michael J. Fox, his house was on the same block as the 1955 George McFly and 1955 Lorraine Baines houses from Back to the Future. Very cool. I think That's a good neighborhood. Cool. At one point, Michael J. Fox was interviewed about this movie, which he did not like at all. And he said, yeah, I'm sitting here working on this film and looking across the lot at all the cool stuff that Steven Spielberg is doing, and I feel like I may be wasting my time. I kind of got annoyed with that. Like, shouldn't you just lean into the corniness and just have fun with it? I, I, I think... I think he stayed very level-headed considering he was the the it guy during that period of time. He wasn't it, though, until Back to the Future came out, though. You know Back I mean? to the Future was, like, out. I mean, this this movie, A month before. This movie got made so fast. Yeah. Like... And he got paid a million bucks. I know. Yeah. Uh, he should have asked for residuals on the film. He seems like... When he, when he's in character, though, it seems like he cares about the movie, actually. Like, his, like, oh, geez, I'm a werewolf, and his kind of panic. But that's Michael J. Fox. You think he's a great actor? He, well, I love Michael J. Fox, but he's got one speed. He's got Keanu Reeves syndrome where I'll stand up to anyone who doesn't like Keanu Reeves, but I also recognize what Keanu Reeves is. He's not like Sean Penn. So back this up, though, because Michael J. Fox plays the same character over and over. Keanu Reeves tries some weird stuff. Ah, dude. Keanu Reeves. 
show Dracula. Me, show me a movie where Keanu Reeves, even in Bram Stoker's Dracula, he's like, oh no. <laughs> he's he always Keanu Reeves. He's done Shakespeare. He's always Keanu Reeves. He's done Shakespeare. All right, great. Just because he's done it doesn't change the fact what that he's always Hardball? Keanu Reeves. He's a degenerate gambler who watches a kid get murdered. Did you watch that movie? Yeah. I, I, I cried like a baby. <sighs> G-Money dies. Spoiler. You ready? Yeah. All right. What do you got? What are some facts you have? Uh, Lisa Booth Marconi you is based Booth. on one of the writer's high school girlfriends, and that was actually her name. Yeah. Who? Booth. Where do you get that nickname? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Lisa seems like a fine name. I don't know. Yeah. Booth. I really find her very endearing and very attractive. I think she's she's better looking and more fun than Pamela. So she's got a little bit of the... Um, I like brunettes. She's got a little bit of the what's-her-face from uh, Real Genius. Ooh, Jordan. Jordan. She yeah. got a little bit of that, like... A little Chippendale? Sneaky, cute... You know, and understated. And, yeah, and she's fun. And I love that they have that friendship, and they ran away together when they were five years old. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I she like plays her. basketball with his dad. She does. She's a little aggressive. I know you like aggressive women. I so, do. You know, she make the move in the closet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the screenwriters, Jeff Loeb, also worked on comic books, and he slipped in. He also wrote for Spider Man, and he slipped in uh, when Scott Howard's dad was talking about being a werewolf. With great power comes an even greater responsibility. So that was a little yeah, it's very cool. A little nod to Spider Man. You know, he also wrote cool. Commando. I did. Yeah, that's pretty wild. And also, he wrote he wrote a bunch of Smallville episodes. I didn't uh, I didn't notice that. I Sm- usually don't go to the, like if it's only a few episodes. Smallville is awesome. No, he wrote like twenty five. My mind blower for this episode is incredible. I'm not ready to go to it yet, but I'm really excited about I, it. If it's the same as mine, it's gonna blow your mind. Well, I doubt it. Are we gonna blow each other's mind? It sounds like a mind blow off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just blow each other off let's do no, it no that, that's for sure not making it okay. so there you go yeah. uh the whole project came together when two things happened michael j fox accepted the lead role and his family ties co-star meredith baxter became pregnant so that delayed the show's filming and gave michael j fox time to shoot teen wolf yeah that's i mean i love when things happen like that like, right it seems like movie making is just happenstance and crazy situations 100 percent. yeah did you that's gonna, uh, that's gonna drive you crazy like that it takes 10,000 random things to happen for just a movie to be successful. But on the flip side, how incredibly rewarding is that? It's like winning a lot of ticket. It's like so exciting and I don't know. I but think does, it's kind of It cool. just means that all your hard work doesn't mean that much. What a guy like you, what do you know about hard work? You're the No, I'm saying the people that work really hard. I'm saying you're you're empathizing with the one thing that you don't do. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> By I'm not even giving you a hard time. No, I pour self, a little bit of the yeah, you, I you hate hard yeah. work. Yeah. Uh, did you recognize the logo for the Beavers? The Oregon the State. Team, Oregon State. That's yeah. right. It was theirs. Great name for a team. I don't Beavers. think they. I don't think they licensed it. Yeah. So they should sue them. Well, I think it's probably past the statute of limitation. I mean, there's still well, money. Let's talk to, to Bolton Legal Group about that. <laughs> uh, the van surfing. That's really Jerry Levine up there. Yeah. They put like wires through his legs and stuff like that. Yeah. So there's a 2017 documentary on how this movie was made. Yeah. It's really cool. Is it? Yeah. Um, I went to high school with a kid. Uh, R.I.P. He passed away a couple of years ago. And he did this through downtown Birmingham. Oh, my God. And got arrested, I believe. Yeah, it's super dangerous. Super dangerous. Not a great idea. Tasty waves, though. In the movie Teen Wolf, Jerry Levine's character, Styles. do you know what the full character's name was? I did, but I don't have it in front of me. Rupert Stilinski. That's not a great name. Well, have you heard the theory that this Rupert Stilinski is Rupert the teddy bear from Family Guy? <laughs> what? <laughs> Is it really? No, not at all. Okay. I just gave you a taste of Max Sanders. <laughs> That's pretty good. You were totally blown yeah. away for a second. That was actually a really good one. I thought you'd like that. What's your favorite scene in this movie? Oh, wow. It's too early for that. Okay, we'll that later. later. Okay, later. more facts. Uh, my favorite part about Styles is his t-shirts. His t-shirts in this movie are incredible. Are they? The f- <laughs> well played. Really well played. It's good. 
Yes, they are, Max. They really are. <laughs> Tell me about them. In the, order. The first one is the yellow t-shirt that says, life sucks, then you die. Yeah. The second one is the blue t-shirt that says, obnoxious, the movie. The third one says, what are you looking at, dick nose? I've decided that we can say that okay. word on the podcast. <laughs> the fourth one is gray, and it says, drunken state, Florida. The fifth one is pink with no text on it. The sixth one is gray, and it's unreadable. The seventh one is the black Teen Wolf shirt. Eighth one is the Hawaiian shirt. The ninth one is the white wolf buddy. And the 10th one is another white Teen Wolf shirt. Styles is one of the all-time... He's got style. Best, like, best friend characters. Like, he wants to manipulate and kind of, like, make money off his friend, but it never seems harmful, you know? Sure. Right? No, I 100% agree with that assessment. And, like, the way he's leading the party... And like you know, doing like the Jello game and like what's that whipped cream game they're playing on the floor? I don't know. It looks play that with you. I don't want to play that with you. That doesn't that sound okay? I want to take you into a closet. And I will rip give your you. I will give you the single greatest fact I ever have heard my entire life what? about a character in an '80s film. In 2008, there was a Tampa Bay Buccaneer defensive end named Greg White <laughs> yeah. who legally changed his name to Styles White because he loved the Teen Wolf character Styles so much. That's wild. That is absolutely incredible. What would you change your name to? If you could change your name to an 80s movie name. You are the worst interviewer I've ever met in my life. These are great questions. They're terrible questions. Well, give, me, give, me, give me a hard-hitting question. John Matrix? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't want to change my name. <laughs> Jesus Christ, did I break you? I think you have. <laughs> like you're such a you're such a profound idiot. Like you just out of nowhere you're like, what do you, what do you how do you feel about bananas? <laughs> what do you mean? A guy changed his name, so I asked, what would you change your name to? Like that's a Direct corollary. <laughs> Let's keep this all in. I would change my name to Ted Theodore Logan. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I like it. I'd I'd be Ellen Ripley. <laughs> <laughs> you look like What's you look like an Ellen Ripley. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but you would Ellen Ripley is so much tougher than you are. Yeah. No, you'd be what's his face? The game over guy. I can't remember uh, Bill Paxson? What's his character's name in it? Lieutenant Bill Paxson. <laughs> When we get another bad review and someone's like, you guys spend a lot of time laughing and no, talking about movies, I'm going to be like, that's great. It's great when Max. you laugh, the people on the thing laugh. The thing. <laughs> the radio podcast. The radio? I don't know when they put their tape player in the thing and connect to their iPod. Okay. Right? Atlantic Entertainment Group wanted a small high school movie because of the success of Valley Girl. That's so cool that Valley Girl inspired yep. this. And they were like, well, I want to do something low budget. So they came up with this. They grabbed Jeff Loeb and Matthew Wiseman. They pitched Teen Wolf. Um, and they had just graduated from Columbia. They were film grads. I didn't know that. And it took, they had three weeks to write the script, three weeks to write it, three weeks to film it. I mean, like, the whole thing was like a month and a half, two months and it was ready. So, I mean, the dialogue isn't great, but the coach Finstock stuff is out of control. Oh, hilarious. Well, we'll get to your, we'll get to Finstock in a minute. When we do characters, we'll spend some time on him. Cause yeah. I'm sure you want to talk about every single quote that he has, which are incredible. Everything's cream cheese. Yeah. You got rules for life, Mo. You should tell your kids that. See if they see what they how they respond. Uh, I mentioned this earlier when they changed family ties to Thursday night. Uh it went from the seventeenth most watched show in America to the second. Wow. I mean that's crazy. Alex P. Keaton's kind of a fun character. APK, absolutely. Yeah. Because he's like the first Reaganomics kid, like where the parents are hippies and yet he's like the go getter, you know, Republican. It was kind of a fun show. Yeah. Have you, did you watch it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. I guess Michael J. Fox had a dance double, though. He couldn't dance. He's a terrible dancer. That I do know. He also can't play basketball, which is why Loyola Marymount sophomore basketball player Jeff Glosser was yeah. uh, his stunt double. Yeah. The basketball, like, that guy at least looks halfway decent. So, speaking to how they rode the coattails of Back to the Future, in Italy, <laughs> the character Scott yep. 
uh, Scott Howard, played by Marty McFly, played by Marty, played by Michael J. Fox. They renamed him Marty. <laughs> so that's the first. That's absurd incredible. Thing. In Brazil, the movie was titled Agorato do Futuro, which translates to the boy from the future. There's no time traveling <laughs> in Teen Wolf, but they named it the boy from the future. Amazing. It's you, incredible. You know what the Spanish title was? Uh, I don't. De Pelo and Pecho, which means hairy chested male. Oh, <laughs> I guess they like different things in Spain. I guess so. <laughs> They'd love me. No, they wouldn't. Why a hairy chest? Yeah, but there's nothing else that they like about you. Uh, I'm just saying <laughs> that they have a f- affinity for something that I have. How hairy is your chest on a scale of one to ten? Seis, siete, <laughs> ocho, ocho. Uh, a lot man. of werewolves movies in the '80s. Uh, yeah, do you, have Wolfen, full, do you have the full list? Wolfen, The Howling, The Howling 2, Your Sister is a Werewolf, <laughs> An American Werewolf in London. <laughs> you, really, you really got you on the Your Sister's a Werewolf. Yeah. So ha- much that you called London, Lunding. Yeah, I did. Lunding bridges <laughs> falling down. Howling 3. Is it the Pierre de Resistance? Silver Bullet. Just a bunch of werewolf stuff. Uh, what's it called? Monster, Monster Squad. Squad? Yeah, yeah, easy, boy. You better not miss that one. <laughs> the Wolfman has nards. Oh, uh, oh I guess that's John characters. Do you have any, uh, do you have any more um, any more facts? before we get to characters uh yeah actually i do so by the way the new york times called this movie aggressively boring (laughs) that's one of my favorite quotes from a movie review i've ever read if if we get a review that says i'm gonna call you aggressively boring (laughs) so there's the huge rumor that makes me laugh all the time that someone drops dong at the end of the movie that's not a rumor so no it's not real i need to go to the internet right now i saw i just watched it and it looked like dong to me yeah Look like that. My mind's absolutely blown. I just want to reiterate what just happened right yep. now because this is absolutely insane. All credit to Max. <laughs> My entire life, I have always known about the scene in Teen Wolf at the end of the movie where the guy is jumping on the bleachers right after Scott Howard and his father embrace. And you can see what looks like a guy's wang hanging out. Yeah. And then he quickly covers it up. And then when I went to research this just now with Max, we pulled up. Family Guy clips and like. And people have talked about this forever. And then they start showing it. And then there's an actual guy who said, who was an extra on the movie. Chris Hegarty. Yeah. Who got on talk shows and on radio talk shows and podcasts and said, yeah, it was me. And here's what happened. Except he's a liar. Yep. And it was a woman. And they showed the full uncut clip where you can see that it's a woman, not a man in the red sweater. And the woman's like, yeah, back then jeans were so tight. That you you would have to like loosen them just to be able to breathe, and that's all it was. Yeah, there's no weighing in this movie. Nope, unbelievable. I know, mind blown. I'm kind of sad that that's gone now. From unbelievable. Broke what my else? you broke my heart. What else would you want to be dispelled by? That's that's pretty big. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess now, uh, what other facts do you have? Because I was go, good luck topping that one. That's um, a good one. Michael J. Fox had to drink soup and milkshakes when he was doing. Yeah. It. So did uh, the guy who played his dad. Yeah. Yeah. In that costume. The, yeah. And uh, when they took the costume off. It took four hours to get in and they would just like rip it off afterwards because it's super uncomfortable. Yikes. I mean, it's really bad costuming, right? It's one of the worst. He looks kind of like... It's not that bad. You buy it. You believe that he's a werewolf. I believe he's a werewolf. I know. There's just something kind of like sea level about how it looks. (laughs) There's something sea level about the whole movie. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yes. Not Coach Finstock. (laughs) You're dying to get to him. Any other facts before we get to characters? Um... No. Great. So I'm going to recommend, as usual, that we take a quick break for some ads and then we get into our characters.
Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at wearedolby.com. Buying a house is not an easy decision. You want to be in the right school district. You want to be close to the high school. If you got kids in high school, yeah, you want the, to be the Howards have a nice house. It's a great ad, Max. You want to be close to the, <laughs> you want to be close to the junkyard if you're thinking about buying a truck with a spray painted or airbrushed wolf on it. Does anyone ever say get me a <laughs> get me a house near a junkyard? But if they did, you know who would find it for you? Dolby Real Estate, Bolton Little. They're the best <laughs> out there. They're they're strong at what they do. They have the best team. They have the best marketers. They have the best agents. If you need to buy a house, go to Dolby. If you need to sell a house, go to Dolby. They'll take care of you. I promise there's no one better. 400 million in sales, 1,000 homes sold. Reach out today. Tell them the buzz in the tower sent you and get ready to adore the home buying or home selling experience. All right, Max, let's do it. So this movie was directed by Rob Daniel. So I doubt that you've ever seen an episode of this, but I grew up on reruns watching... WKRP in Cincinnati. It's like a really popular show, right? You'd really, really like it. Yeah. The dad from Sister Sister mm-hmm. is the main dude, right? If you if you ever wonder. I don't know. I don't know. it. <laughs> I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. It was a big show. Cincinnati yeah. WKRP. I love when you yam me off. Fine. Whatever. Wasn't there a turkey episode that was like really <clears throat> controversial? They like, dropped turkeys or something and yeah, killed a bunch of people? Maybe. I don't know. Oh. I'm, I mean, I, it's been... Th- 30 years since I've watched the show, yeah. but I loved it when I watched it. So Rob Daniel worked on that. He did canine that you love. Yep. I, this is a grossly, grossly underloved movie. Now you understand I have a huge fear of Kirk Cameron, but like father, like son is one of those body swap movies that were so popular. That was the Dudley Moore, Kirk Cameron one, oh, which nice. I loved. Have you seen the super with Joe Pesci? No. It's really good. It's really absurd. Okay. Joe Pesci is the scummy super. Yeah. And he goes to court and they're like, you have to live in one of your buildings as a punishment. And he goes through like the change of learning to love the poor people that he's treating like crap. It's it's good Pesci. If you like Pesci, you'll like the super. Sounds like something I need. It is something you need. <laughs> a little touch with reality. Uh, so written by Jeff. He directed Beethoven the second, by the way, too. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's exciting. And do you know how he got the role of uh, director? Because he said that this is a movie, <laughs> but not, a, not about a werewolf, about a father and son. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, you're hired. hired. Like, do you have any qualifications? No. He's putting my kids <laughs> through college. This was written by Jeff Loeb and Matt Wiseman. We, we were talked about, about yeah, yeah, Commando. Um, all right, let's go to Michael J. Fox. Let's do it. Michael J. Fox. Is he the most 80s actor? I don't know. Anthony Michael Hall's up there. He's just, I think he's the, I think he's it. I can't ignore that he's responsible for probably three of my favorite 80s movies. Now, Sean Austin I'd put up there. Mm. The Corys I'd put up there. But I mean... I, I mean, okay, let's go through his movies. I'm not going to give you every single one because I don't really care about some of these films he was in, but I'll go through the ones that mean something to me. Yep. Back to the Future. Yep. Teen Wolf. Secret of My Success. Banger. Bright Lights, Big City. Miss. Uh, really? I, I liked it. He's not supposed to be like a be a weirdo. Yeah. And then Back to the Future too. Yeah. Uh, there's other stuff. Casualties of War. Um, what was the movie that we just talked about? Oh, the Joan Jett one. Yeah. Right? It, if, it's totally escaping my mind The right Jetsons. Now. Light of Day. That was the Michael J. Fox. Yeah, I watch that still. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. You'll like it. That's Michael J. Fox. Yep. Uh, who do we have next? Uh, Styles? <laughs> we can do Styles. Okay. Good old Styles. What? Well, nothing. I don't know why he didn't have a bigger career. He had, he was in some serious 80s movies. He went on to have an incredible career uh, directing and writing and doing other stuff, just not acting. Yeah. But he's still mostly known. He'll even say to this day, like, he gets stopped everywhere in the world and people are like Teen Wolf at Styles. Well, Born on the Fourth of July. Yep. Uh, K9, Iron Eagle. Out of Bounds, which is a uh, Anthony Michael Hall movie, which is awesome, and Charles and Charles episodes. But I got Charles a, and Charles. I got a mind blower for you. Uh oh, are you ready for this? Maybe. So you said he's an accomplished director, right? Yes. 
Do you know what his Pierre de la Resistance <laughs> is? It's he's It's going to get worse every time. I know. Yeah. What is it? What is it? He directed five, count them, one, two, three, four, five episodes of season three of Always and Sunny in Philadelphia. No. He directed The Gang Finds a Dumpster Baby, <laughs> Sweet D's Dating a Blank Person. Can't oh say God. it. Can't say it. Mac is a serial killer. Dennis looks like a registered sex offender and bums making a mess over the city. That's incredible. Isn't that amazing? That's I can't believe you didn't incredible. know that. No, I did not You said know an accomplished that. director. How do you not know he's accomplished and like we, that? And we always are trying to find a way to bring it back. Yeah. To, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. That's fantastic. And five Boy Meets World episodes. He did one episode of 902 and 0. Yeah. I knew that, which I thought was cool. I never got into The Ringer. People love The Ringer. Um, he did three the episodes of that. The movie? No, the, sh- the TV series. Oh, that's Johnny a terrible. I know, not The Ringer. <laughs> <laughs> he did CSI, but not Miami. Yeah! <laughs> you got me doing it now. I know, it's the best. When I listened to the episode last week and I shared at the end. Tell me it doesn't make you laugh every laugh time now. you hear yeah. it. Yeah. It used to not. It, now it, does. Yeah. it grows on you. It grows on you. Uh, let's do Howard. Harold Howard. Howard the Duck? Her- no, Harold, <laughs> Harold Howard. James Hampton. James Hampton. Harold Howard is played by James Hampton, right? Sure. Yeah. This is uh, Scott's dad. Really good dad, I feel like. You know what I mean? Like, he's just nice and comforting. Very, very acclaimed uh, television show actor. I mean, yep. he was on everything. You name it, he was on Full it. House, Melrose Place. Uh, but Simon and Simon. Who's Murder, the boss? She Wrote. Yeah. Punky yeah. Brewster. Teen Wolf, the TV show. He was Ma- the voice. Mama's Family. Yeah. Uh, Newhart. I mean, he was literally in everything. But I got a mind blower for you with him. Well, he was in. He's also in one of my favorite movies. What? It's a '90s movie. Pump up the volume. Yeah, he's the FCC dude. Yeah, yeah. But do you know what else he's in? No. He's the mayor of Miami in Police Academy Five: Assignment Miami Beach. Yes, he is. Woo-hoo! Yes, he is. You're right. <laughs> so stupid. What a career. When Tackleberry <laughs> pulls the gun on the shark. Yeah. In the water. <laughs> Like that to me was solidified my lifetime passion for the police academy movies. Like that jumping the shark, that was this Fonz moment. It was so incredible. It, it took your it took you all the way to five to be Isn't like I love all these. That's sad. No, yeah. first one you love it. I love the second. Uh, Michael Winslow starts going boop 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 boop. You know, it's great imitation. Thank you, you. You crushed it. Yeah, You're really good. Although ironically, I'm starting to be less annoyed and want to punch you in the face because you're bringing up a bunch of facts I didn't know. There. I know what. What did you do for this movie? I, I've been in a weird place, dude. <laughs> I just watched the movie a bunch of times and considered them <laughs> nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, next, who do we have for characters? Boof. Boof. Susan Ursidi, who did nothing else because she's not a great actress. Uh, didn't she get into writing and directing as well or no? Oh, Did no, no, no. Do you know what she's doing now? What? Uh, do you watch Parks and Rec? Yeah. She has the job now that What's-Her-Face has. Leslie Nope. Yep. That's what she does now. Really? Yeah, that's her job right now. She does, or how at do least it was. Know, how do you know that? That's what it, I, I did my research oh. that you were making fun of. I didn't do my research. I did my research. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, all right, who else after Boof? I've got. Oh yeah, let me, let me bring some in. I got some that I want to talk about. I've got. This is not my mind blower, but this is. I thought you would appreciate this. Where's your mind blower? I'm not going to get to that yet, but I'm going to get to this really. These quickly. shows almost over. What if I told you that I found a connection between our favorite movie, Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell, Overboard? Okay, and Teen Wolf. Go on. I do got you, nothing. So do you remember in Teen Wolf? There is a whole montage of when he becomes the wolf and he's getting like A's on all of his papers. And even prior to that, there's a whole series of when he's transforming and he goes from classroom to classroom to classroom and he gets like interrupted. One of them, he has to do like a math problem. One's a science problem. Yeah. This all ring a bell to you. Yeah. One of the women, the science teacher. Okay. Did she look familiar to you? I don't even remember now. Okay. So the science teacher's name, the actress who plays the science teacher, her name is Doris Hess. Okay. 
She is also the Elk Cove teacher in Overboard, Adelaide Burbridge, who calls in Mrs. Prophet when all three of the kids have poison. Oh, yeah. And he, like Goldie Hawn calls her out. You got it. That Inter- is the same teacher. Interesting. Same same person, same, uh, same actress. Exactly. What's your mind blower? Let's get to it. Hold on. Okay. I have another random one for you. Do you also know there's a connection between Can't Buy Me Love and Teen Wolf? Seth Green somewhere in there? No, that'd be great. Yeah. That'd be really great. Have you ever heard of the actor Court McCown? No. So Court McCown. <laughs> Sounds made up. It's not made up. I promise you. Court McCown was Quint. And can't buy me love. <laughs> okay. So you remember how there was like the big, big meathead guy and his buddy? Yeah, the uh, catcher from Major League Two. Oh, I'm so happy you just said that. Yeah. And uh, Major League Three is what he was in, not yep. Major League Two. No, Don't ever do the, that again. He's in Major League Two. Are you sure? Yeah. You could be right. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> but Quint. Because I haven't seen Major League Three. That's okay. <laughs> It's good. Yeah. Quint is his buddy in Camp I Me Love. And Quint is also one of the uncredited basketball players on the Beavers team. Oh, that's cool. That they he catches uh McFly when he jumps and he's all excited. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there you go. In the end. In the end. In the end. So blow my mind. Blow my butt cheeks off. Well, what if I told you? <laughs> what if I told you, Max, that Moe's mind blower has to do with your favorite character in any film ever? Uh Val Kilmer and Real Genius? No. The coach from Teen Wolf. Oh, Coach Finstock. So Can we do some quotes? Go. Okay. Give me your Finstock and then I'll blow your mind. <laughs> there are three rules that I live by. Never get less than 12 hours sleep. I abide by that. Never play cards with a guy who has the same name, first name as a city. That's a good one. You that's don't a very f- good one. Yeah. Nevada, stuff like that. Well, that's not a city. Colorado. Yeah. Well, yeah. those are states. Those are states. <laughs> Have you ever been to Colorado Reno, City? Reno. Reno. Yeah. Don't, I mean, don't. Ann Arbor. <laughs> never, get, <laughs> never get involved with a woman with a dagger on, tattoo on her body. And I've. I've messed that up a few times. <laughs> now you stick to that and everything else is cream, cream cheese. cheese. Or How about when he's, he's eating to... his egg and he's like, give me some salt. <laughs> <laughs> or when he's talking about the uh, other player that like had a crippled mom who couldn't pay the rent. That whole story felt like. <laughs> what happened to the kid? I don't know. He quit. He was a third stringer. I that, didn't need him. That whole thing felt to me like Chevy Chase and Caddyshack. <laughs> you do drugs, Danny? Every no, no. Day. When he's telling the story about Mitch Cumstein. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like night night putting. Was that you? No, Mitch Cumstein. <laughs> what is it? Gambling, drugs. You know, I'd like to help you, but I'm kind of tapped out this month. Oh my the IRS God. is coming down on me. So Max, the actor that played Coach Finstock, his name is Jay Tarsus. He's a producer, right? He is. He's done a lot of things, but you know the most important thing he's done in this. his entire career? Right. No. The second most important thing he's ever done in his career is this. You know what the first is? What? The single most important thing. I have thing? no idea. He wrote The Muppets Take Manhattan. Shut up. <laughs> he did. He, he was one of the writers of Muppets Take Manhattan. How? I don't know. I don't know how my whole life I never knew that Teen Wolf was tied to one of my favorite Everything's movies. Cream cheese. Look at us. Here we are, <laughs> right where we belong. That's amazing. I love that so much. I, uh, have you seen the Muppets Take Manhattan? Have I made you watch it? Yeah. All right, good. We talked about how the waitress, you think she's great, and I think she stinks. I do love her. Yeah. I love everything She's about a bad waitress. Movie. You're a bad waitress. You wanted her for our imaginary bar. <clears throat> we used to do fun things on this podcast. Yeah, because you wanted Phoebe Cates from Gremlins, which wasn't a bad selection, but yeah. come on. She could handle the rough riffraff. Rough raff. Rough raff. Riff raff raff. You know the Goonies connection to this movie? The Goonies connection. Style says never say die a bunch of times. Okay. So he's a Goonie. He never right. says die. I did not know that. Yeah. Do you know the Pee Wee's Big Adventure tie to this movie? Uh, the fat kid, right? Chubbs. Yeah. Chubbs McCoolahan. <laughs> Who went on to play Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Uh, no, that's not what happened at all. I saw Am Sandler live uh, on Monday. He's very immature still. It's all just uh, poop and fart jokes. Good. Stick with what you know. Yeah. Uh, Chubby, his full name, is played by <laughs> Mark Holton, who obviously was uh, Francis. Yeah. He's Francis from... Uh, P- He's also in the famous Teen Wolf 2, <laughs> the critically acclaimed... Um, and he plays in uh, League of Their Own. 
Remember the little fat kid in League of Their Own, but then he grows up and he's older? Yeah. That's the adult. That's him. He plays that as well. And he's a spectator in the Enrico Palazzo scene in Naked Gun. Yes, he is. And he's also Ozzy in Leprechaun. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he say that? Yeah. I don't Maybe. I think he, he does. He is a spectator. Yeah. Though. That's great. And they make him cool. He eats jello out of a girl's shirt. And you know who that girl is? Who? <laughs> you really not know who that girl is? No. Because that's the last connection I have what? to real genius. Who is that? That is the eating burgers like that can end up with uh, enormous breasts. Yeah, oh my God. That's her, buddy. That's incredible. I knew you'd love that one. I love that. I wish that had been my mind blower. Making me hungry. Oh, you're, you're whatever. With burgers and jello. So a lot of people recognized her because shortly before this movie came out, she was like uh, Miss December or Miss January. She was a playboy. So she was in Under Siege? She was the girl that came out of the that cake? That would be incredible <laughs> if that was true. She wasn't. That would be absolutely that incredible. That actress is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that she's bad, uh, though. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, yeah. So the Jello girl, her name in the movie was Rhonda. Help oh. me, Rhonda. Help me, Rhonda. I'm just kidding. Uh, but she, yeah, same girl. I love same that. Same girl, Max. Same This is a girl. great movie. It is a great movie. What's your favorite scene? Are we done with characters? Yeah. I don't think we are. Hold on. Let's see okay. what else we got. We got Pam- more. Pamela did nothing. Yeah, we don't need to go over every single character, but I will go over, remember Brad? So Brad's the one guy on the team who seemed to know how to play basketball. Yeah, he's got a mullet. Yeah. So Brad was played by Doug Savant. First and foremost, he was Matt Fielding in Melrose Place. He was the gay guy. Oh, yeah. I loved him in Melrose Place. You would. Uh, I would. Uh, He was in Godzilla, Sergeant O'Neill. The which Godzilla, the 98? The, the, yeah, the 98 The bad one. one. It's not the bad one. Matthew Broderick one's bad. I don't know. I thought it was all right. I yeah. like Matthew Broderick. I'm okay. Yeah, I do too. I'm okay with pretty much everything he does. Everything he does? He was in Firefly. Inspector Gadget sucks. Did you hear me? Yeah. Firefly. The show? Yeah. Is, he, it, he is was, it worth uh, seeing? I need to watch that. You do. He was Commander Harkin. He was in JAG. He was one of the Navy SEAL commanders. Cool. Uh, let's see if there's anything else that'll excite. All right, so I guess that's it. Maybe not as much as I thought. Yeah, but, but still, I thought the Melrose Place thing was kind of yeah cool. for like a ninth lead. It's pretty good. I thought so. Yeah. Uh, the only other character that I thought was worth talking about was Mick, the one who's 27. Yeah, he's what is he's the oldest of the group, right? He's a great bully. He is a great bully. Yeah, when he stands uh, under he, the- he dr- delivers some fouls during the basketball game that would get immediately get you ejected and he stands out of the hoop I, I don't know and he was ejected from the game because he had five fouls yeah. i don't know i don't know a lot about basketball it's you more your sport you the, can't stand under the hoop right no. okay just making sure and he's sweating really hard like he's like shat everybody is sweating in this movie really hard yeah. there's a lot of sweating going on he's in blade runner 2049 what do you got you read mick you've got mick for me what else is he in blade runner 2049 he's the young kid uh in a league of their own he's still well i'm <laughs> joking <laughs> Uh, he's in Backdraft too, so he's a firefighter like you. I feel satisfied that we've covered enough of the actors and actresses in this film. Yeah, now favorite scene. Favorite scene. You go first. Oh, God. Um, I think the party. Because I guess uh, Rod Daniel, this movie is filmed so it's supposed to be in Nebraska, which I didn't know until I did research for this. So he It went- feels like Nebraska. Does it? I don't know. Michael J. Fox didn't feel Nebraskan to me. Nebraska? No. He, Michael J. Fox is pure Canadian. Do you know how many times he says- He's a- Canadian? Yeah. I didn't do know that. Do you know how many times he says a boot and sorry in this movie? So, wait, Michael J. Fox isn't an American Idol? Man, that changes my world a little bit. He should be funnier. I'm confused how you've never known that Michael J. Fox was Canadian. Yeah, well, it just seems as American as apple pies. When like, you listen to him talk, and it, and, and it wasn't like this at all mm-hmm. in Back to the Future. Yeah. I, I never heard yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But in this movie, maybe he just kind of phoned it in. But he says sorry and a boot a lot. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, but favorite scene, let's see. Yeah, the par- oh, what I was saying anyways is that Rod Daniel flew to Nebraska and interviewed high school kids on how they partied. And so that's like what the party scenes are kind of like based on. Never in my life 
have I been to a party as fun as that in particular? In I know, school. right? Yeah. I do love the getting the beer thing because that was very realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also love that Styles thought it was somehow okay to give him a toy gun and tell him to <laughs> commit armed robbery to get the beer. It'll be fine, man. That might be my favorite scene. The yeah. give me the keg of beer scene. It's really good. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of really good scenes. I really like that. I really like... Uh, Anything Coach Finstock. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> I lo- you know, it's like, can we just forfeit? I love, I love a, a good montage. They do a few in this. And movie. I also love like the ending of this is it's like one crazy summer. They win the race and the girl that he thought he was after all the time goes What's to give right him a hug his face. and he like pushes her away <laughs> and goes to the other girl. Right. Yeah. Except like in one crazy summer, uh, she ends up with, uh, Bill Murray's brother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brian Doral Murphy. There you go. Yeah. O'Doyle rules. I, and plus, I love the song "Win in the End." So the the end of the movie. <laughs> it's not Brian Doyle Murphy. That's the older one. <laughs> it's what it was the like he's a Murphy. mayor. And he's a Groundhog. A Murphy or a Murray? There's like nine of them. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're coming unglued. Yeah, all right. Let's good. do the spotlight. No, whoa, whoa, whoa! Easy. What? I tell us when we're ready <laughs> okay. to do the spotlight. <laughs> Uh, Booth playing basketball is really fun. But that scene is terrible. It's, <laughs> it's so terrible. That's the worst. It, it makes no sense. He's rooting for her. While they're he's they're way too it. excited and happy about it. They're kind of grinding on yeah, each other. Weird. It's really weird. <laughs> I'd be like, Dad, are you stooping my friend? It's weird. Yeah. yeah. You're weird. Yeah. You made it more weird <laughs> than it was. So, in conclusion, Max, Teen Wolf is a great movie. I love it. I mean, it's not. It's got it. some problems. <laughs> but I'd watch it again. I'll watch yeah. it tonight, maybe. Just so I can see win in the end. Just, just wear your Michael J. Fox Beavers jersey and nothing else. I additionally love that song when they're at the when they're at the dance, and it's that uh, wolf, wah, synthesized wah. like. That <laughs> <laughs> sounded probably. They sound awful. Awful. Max, with all that being said, do you have anything else you want to say about the movie? Everyone should watch it. Yeah, I mean, if you're listening to this, Max, I hate you. <laughs> Let's move on to our fan spotlight. Today's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is Fabio Amador 80. That's his handle on his actual IG, name IG. <laughs> and that's also his name, Fabio Amador. Fabio is one of those guys who has always been giving us feedback, like listens to every episode, will message with Max saying, I love this stuff. You know, he's a positive dude. We we try to really showcase on the fan spotlights people that are fans of the show uh, so that we can actually let people know that people like the show. Because if you just listen to us talk, you might think it's... Our spotlights are all really good. I'm so surprised that like... Most of these people don't do radio. Yeah. Or podcasts. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Same thing. That's no, not the same thing. You're better than me. They are all better than you, Max. <laughs> That's where we can agree. When all you right. listen to Spotlights, you just go like, huh. uh, you know, You asked me earlier, like, who would I want to be on the show? How many? Fabio. Sp- Let's see. We've done 120 episodes, 120 Spotlights. <laughs> I could think of 100 people. I'd read. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love you so much. I love you. <laughs> Win it. Okay. Let's hear what Fabio had to say. Thank you for having me, guys. Um, as much as we know that Michael J. Fox is at the peak of his powers here in 1985, I think the MVP of Teen Wolf has got to be Jerry Levine, a.k.a. Styles. He is just throwing 99 miles per hour this, every single scene he's in. He owns every scene. Um, his sunglasses, the custom shirts, uh, the colored pants that he has. Uh, him trying to convince his friend to fake rob the liquor store, exploiting Teen Wolf selling merchandise and the t-shirts, which I really love, by the way. Um, van surfing, which I think we need uh, We need uh, to put in X Games 
uh, with the Beach Boys playing in the background. Uh, he's a life of the party uh, in that quintessential 80s party scene. Um, I love this movie. I love a movie where with, with a ridiculous premise when something crazy happens and everyone just ignores it. You know, a, a teen boy turns into a wolf in the middle of the basketball game. And the, and the school newspaper says, uh, can he win two games in a row? Uh, basketball scenes are just un, unintentionally hilarious. Michael J. Fox may be the worst basketball player I've ever seen. Um, I'm not sure if he ever dribbled a ball but until he got to this movie. None of the actors are any better. Uh, I do think Mick uh, inspired the bad boys Pistons of the 80s with those hard fouls in that final game. I think Bill Ambeer was taking notes. I want to see part two of uh, Teen Wolf where Styles convinces Teen Wolf to come back and go to the pros. Um, and in the end, I'd like to uh, offer three very important Pieces of advice from Coach Finstock. Don't ever get less than 12 hours of sleep. Don't play cards with a guy who has the same first name as a city. And don't date a woman with a tattoo of a dagger on her body. All right, guys. Bye-bye. See, like, there's an example of somebody so that could have done the show with me, and it would have been great. Finstock quote to end it. That's, that's fantastic. And it's a great point about the bad boys. Like those check those fouls that Mick is putting out there are just brutal. They're really bad. Yeah, I love the. And drama. He's like a foot taller. And yeah, Michael J. Fox is definitely the worst basketball player I've ever seen. And I'm a terrible basketball player. And he's five four. Yeah, he's so. Is he even five four? <laughs> I thought he was like five one. No, he's not five one. Well, maybe. Oompa, doompa, doompa, you made someone really short the other week. You made Patrick Patrick Swayze four eleven. No, I made Dalton four <laughs> eleven. He can't shrink. Sure, why not? Michael J. Fox can pretend like he's six feet tall. Tom Cruise can pretend like he's six one. That's true. Why can't I shrink people? Yeah, it's called acting. <laughs> By the way, this is completely unrelated okay. to the podcast, but you've got to find the video, okay? The interview between Crazy James Woods. And Bill O'Reilly. Okay. Regarding 9-11. Okay. It is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my It's true. Steel it's, beam it's real. stuff? No, no. Like, it's uh, this actually happened. Yeah. He was on a flight in August. And while on the flight, he witnessed four people acting in a very peculiar way. Um, the way they are talking with each other. The way they are treating the stewardess. In general, the way they were behaving. And he went to the... Um, he went to one of the stewardess who got him in touch with one of the pilots and was like, I think we've got four terrorists on this plane. And he explained why, and they wrote all the information down, and that was the end of it, okay? Okay. 9-11 happens, and he, he had told this story to his friends and family. 9-11 happens, and his friends and family were like, hey, James, like, should you call the FBI maybe Like, because of what you saw a month yeah. ago? So he called the FBI, and the FBI had obviously been fielding Hundreds of thousands of sure, calls Sure, everyone's out of the woodwork. So they're like, listen, you know. We'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. If you don't hear from us, you know, we don't usually follow up because that's not our process. His phone rings at 7 o'clock in the morning the next day. Okay. And it's the FBI. And they're like, hey, we'd like to really talk with you about your experience. And he's like, okay, like, where do you want me to go? And they're like, we're outside your house. And he's like, how did you know where I live? And they're like, we're the FBI. <laughs> So they come in and spend like half a day going over the story with them. How do you, how did you know? I'm bringing this up because I was just thinking about like actors and acting like you're tall, acting like you're short. James Woods, because of his ability to act and that he looks and follows people and sees their characteristics. He was right. Those Were guys, it, those guys panned out. It was a dry run. It was a practice run for them. Oh my God. Yeah. 
Isn't that wild? I thought this was going to be like a crazy story where like he was acting crazy and no. something. This is I know real. this is such a hard right turn. No, on the it's show. really cool. I, I saw like a TikTok of yeah. this thing. And I was like, are you kidding me? That's right wild. Now? Isn't that the wildest thing ever? I don't know how to go away from that to end the show. Well, I think right now we can just talk about Buzz in the Tower is uh, <laughs> listener supported. Yeah. Not by terrorists. So if you <laughs> follow We're us. big in the out Yeah, community. big thought. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, follow us, <laughs> leave a review. Uh, I'm totally derailed. Give us that I, oil money. I had to tell you, that's so inappropriate. That's great. Oh, let me take a deep breath. Here we go. Check us out. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever podcast player you listen to. Leave a review. Uh, go to any social media and find our handle at Buzz in the Tower. B U Z Z N the Tower. Buy some gear. We just had uh, someone buy us stuff. I don't mention who buys stuff anymore because I've ruined at least two birthday surprises by mentioning it on the show. <laughs> but someone had just bought some gear the other day, which was wonderful, at buzzinthetower.com. Last and certainly not least, check out our Patreon. Become a member. Become a co-pilot. And Max, on that note, I am ready to turn it over to you for final thoughts, final words on Teen Wolf. It doesn't matter how you play the game. It's whether you win or lose. And even that doesn't make all that much difference. Quote, yeah, Finstock for the win. Want to guess how I'm gonna end? Cream ch- win in the end, of course. Yeah, do it. And what? And it's Miami, <laughs> <laughs> yeah! You're still here, it's over. Go home. Go.